0: This morning we open God's Word to Romans chapter 12, and we'll be reading verses 1 through 8. This morning is the first part of a two-part series on humble servants. Paul is writing to the believers in Rome I appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy, In proportion to our faith if service in our serving the one who teaches in his teaching the one who exhorts in his exhortation the one who contributes in generosity the one who leads with zeal the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness this is the word of the Lord thanks be to God church family at Escalon CRC in the realm of professional sports there are certain achievements that stand out as exceptional for example since 1888 there have only been 24 major league pitchers who have won 300 or more games to show how hard it is to attain that goal and by the way it's getting harder and harder as they throw faster it's been 14 years since a pitcher has won 300 or more games now going back in history on august 4 1985 Tom Seaver was one inning away from, his, from winning his 300th game. And according to a Newsweek article, this was several years ago, before he went out to the pitcher's mound for the final ninth inning, knowing that he could very soon join all the elites who won 300 or more games he went over to his nine-year-old daughter who was seated in the box seats, and he said to her with excitement, three more outs to go, to which his daughter promptly replied, good, then we can go home and go swimming. (laughs) Children have a way of placing life in perspective. They keep us humble. And you know what? That's good. That's good. As we know, or at least we will find out, a little humility goes a long way in life. And it's not something that we can fake or pretend because that's quite obvious if a person is humble or not. Humility is reflected in words and actions i looked up the word humility in the dictionary webster's dictionary and it says to make less important or a modest or low view of one's own importance so that's just a general definition to look at yourself as less important and to view others as important Now, when it comes to this concept of humility within the church, Andrew Murray gives a wonderful definition. In his book entitled Humility, the Beauty of Holiness, he writes, Humility is not so much a grace or a virtue along with others. It is the root of all. Because it alone takes the right attitude before God. And allows him as God to be who he is and to do all. It is simply the sense of entire nothingness which comes when we truly see God as being all in all. And in which we prepare ourselves then to serve him in obedience. Now with that in mind, we're going to direct our attention to the first eight verses of Romans chapter 12. And as we do so, as we, do so we, we are reminded that at the very end of chapter 11, Paul has given a wonderful doxology. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. So, in light of this awesome God, this sovereign God, who he truly is, Paul urges us in the first couple of verses in chapter 12 to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, and not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. It is very significant that Paul then goes on to mention humility in verse 3 as the first and primary indication of a renewed mind, of a mind that sees things in perspective. And God looks at our hearts. He knows our motives. He knows our intentions. In James 4, verse 10, it says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. I think we know that the opposite of humility, pride, is the root of every conflict that happens within relationships. Conflict comes when we put ourselves before others when we view ourselves as the most important. At the same time, we know that humility is the foundation for godly, loving relationships. It makes sense, therefore, that Paul begins very clearly by including everyone in his writing. He says, For the grace that is given to me, I say to everyone among you, to not think of himself more highly than he ought to think. So no one is exempt from this teaching of Paul. He says very clearly, it's to everyone among you. As we look a little closer, we're going to identify three different ideas that Paul highlights related to humility. First of all, he indicates that humility focuses on God's grace. He prefaces verse 3 by saying, For by the grace that is given to me, I say, and then he continues with what he's about to teach. One commentator writes, This means that what follows are not merely helpful hints for happy living, but rather apostolic commands. In other words, if we don't grow in humility, we literally are disobeying God. So we must first of all realize that who we are, everything that we own, that we have received, is by God's grace, a gift of his grace. And, in fact, salvation itself is based upon God's grace to us. As we know, it definitely is not a reward for our good behavior. If that were the case, no one would be able to be saved. It is, as we know, by God's grace that we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And so again and again, we need to go back to the cross of Jesus Christ to be reminded of God's grace, which he lavishes upon us each and every day. And when we do so, those words come to life. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. So Paul says humility focuses on God and specifically God's grace. Second, humility requires submission. Paul doesn't tell us that we need to build up our self-esteem or our our self-confidence when i was growing up i remember watching robert schuler and he basically said you need to be happy and you need to boost your own confidence well our trust must always be in the lord who who works through us and not in ourselves there's not a single instance in the Bible where God tells someone who is speaking about his weakness or inadequacy, stop doing that. You need to believe in yourself more. In Genesis 18:27, Abraham is speaking to God and he's trying to spare the city of Sodom. And he says, now behold, I have ventured to speak to the Lord, although I am but dust and ashes. How does the Lord respond? He doesn't say, now come on, Abraham, you need to realize that you're awesome. You need to build yourselves up. He allows Abraham's submission to stand as it is. And then there's Job what a story he lost all of his possessions he lost his children and ultimately he he lost his health and then for many chapters in the book of job his so-called friends proceed to to berate him to blame him finally god speaks to job and he he shows to him he points out really how little Job actually knows and how powerless he is in comparison to the greatness and awesomeness of God. And in chapter 40, verses 3 through 5, Job responds, Behold, I am insignificant. What can I say to you? I lay my hand on my mouth. Once I have spoken, and I will not answer, even twice, and I will add nothing more. Again, God doesn't say, oh, come on now, Job. You're the most righteous man on earth. Don't talk like that. Build yourself up. Look at how great you are. It doesn't happen. In the New Testament, Peter after Jesus works the miracle of all the fish, that so much that the boat is, is starting to sink, Peter is just overwhelmed. And he says, who am I? I don't even deserve to be in your presence. To de- develop a true sense of humility, we must submit to God. To God first, And then to others. So humility focuses specifically on God's grace. Humility requires submission. And finally, humility accepts the way that God created us. Paul says in verses 3 and 4, Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith, that god has assigned for as in one body we have many members so paul is speaking about how god has given different gifts and abilities to people to believers specifically for exercising various spiritual gifts to build up the body of christ and 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 6, Paul says, Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are a variety of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but the same God who works all things in all persons. So the point is this, we all have a specific gift or gifts and the ability to serve God. Not all of us have the gift of going out worldwide as missionaries. Maybe our gifts are exercised behind the scene. But we need to keep in mind that everything that we have and who we are is a gift from God. And has been given according to his sovereign design and purpose. One author writes We are to know who we are and the gifts which God has given to us. We are to be honest and accurate. We must not over evaluate ourselves, nor should we under evaluate ourselves. This is necessary. To accomplish our tasks that God has given for us to do on this earth so humility accepts the way that God created each one of us I don't know if you notice but humility was mentioned at least two times in the form of ordination that was read a little bit earlier one of them says this he referring to Jesus taught us the spirit of true leadership when he said, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As I was looking at this broader topic of humility. I came across research that shows that humble leaders listen more effectively, inspire greater teamwork, and focus everyone, including themselves, on the goals that are set before them better than leaders who are not scoring high on humility. So when we elect our office bearers we need to think about that. We need to assess is humility at the core of who they are. One author suggests asking some questions. For example, do they give credit to others? If a person fails to acknowledge the contributions of others, others in helping to meet the goal to achieve success, then it's a red flag. Do they admit to mistakes? A humble person not only admits to making mistakes, that person seeks to understand what it was that they did wrong, what they should change as they move forward. We need to be especially mindful and careful of those who always seem to be blaming others and somehow finding an excuse that relieves them from responsibility. Do they accept constructive feedback? Has the person in previous ministries or teams or committees Received criticism. If so, how did that person respond? Ideally, that person would acknowledge the validity of the feedback and yet demonstrate a very thoughtful kind of response. Another question. Do they strive to overcome their weaknesses? As we know, we all have gifts and abilities, strengths and weaknesses. Those that are presented for leadership, are they able to recognize their weaknesses and seek to improve? Finally, do they help others? In other positions where they have volunteered or done ministry, have they demonstrated that they care about others as they work on that team or that committee? And do they encourage and support others? So often we tend to be impressed by leaders that are charismatic, leaders who have powerful personalities, leaders who have a commanding presence. And I admit up front, in pastoral ministry, that is also something that has to be guarded against because Satan often uses pride to stand in the way of being humble and willing to serve others and walk alongside of them. And so what a blessing to be part of a team ministry. What a blessing to be a part of of a staff here that demonstrates humility in everything. I'm reminded that the body of Christ is most christ-like when we work together when we demonstrate humility when we put god first and then be willing to serve others in the name of christ true humility stands at the foundation of the church of jesus christ and as we have installed our new office bearers may we be able to see in them the root of humility which makes them able to work together for the good of god's church let's remember that as we reach out as we serve others amen let's pray our father in heaven Perhaps humility is not the first word that comes to mind when we think of leadership. Sometimes our minds will take us to those who have a powerful presence. For those who are quick to make decisions, quick to judge. And for those who really aren't interested in hearing what others have to say. May we be reminded as we look at Romans 12 that humility stands at the core of those who are placed in positions of leadership. It is so important that a leader is able to stand in your presence and see how amazing you are and how small he or she is and Lord we know that humility is also so important in working together whether it be elders or deacons meeting or council meetings that we would be able to be selfless instead of selfish and that we would seek to build up the body of Christ we thank you for giving to us those who are able to be in these positions. We thank you for those that have served faithfully and are ending their term. And we pray that you would support and lift up and encourage those who are, have been elected into these offices. And especially if it's their first time that you would give that added measure of strength and a willingness to grow and be stretched. Lord, we give you praise, for we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.